0: You're listening to the Hill City Teaching Podcast, a recording of the Sunday morning service at Hill City Church. We would love to have you join us in person. More information can be found at www.hillcity.church. Father God, uh, we approach you, and as we look at, at just your word this morning and the things that you've promised us the things that you've told us, the things um, that can be true of our lives that we choose for them to be true. Um, God, that uh, you just speak those into us today. Um, let us be people um, that are fully in love with you, fully trust you, are full of faith and hope um, to make a difference around us. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Men. We started this series a couple of weeks ago. We're calling it Gifted. Eileen kicked us off. If you haven't had an opportunity to, to hear it yet, uh, go back to our, our podcast at some point in the near future once Eileen re-records it uh, because uh, we had technical difficulties or user error. We won't blame anyone specifically. <laughs> but it will be it will be up at some point, the kickoff of this series. Um, but we've been talking about spiritual gifts, things that God gives us when we come to a saving knowledge of Jesus. We believe that Jesus is Lord. We confess with our mouth that he died and rose again. The spirit enters into us. And when the spirit enters into us, he provides us with gifts. And Eileen kind of went through each of those gifts in that first week. So go back when, it, when it's live and, and take a listen. We're going to kind of build on that idea of what do we do with these gifts once we have them? And what does that look like as we live these gifts out? So if you have your Bibles, we're going to be in 2 Timothy chapter 1 today as we continue in the gifted series. Um, but a little background on this, this is a letter Paul wrote to Timothy. That's where it gets his name, Timothy. Um, this is his second letter he wrote to Timothy. Timothy was a pastor in Ephesus for a long time and to that region around Ephesus. Um, essentially, Timothy was, was Paul's spiritual son. So he's pouring into Timothy. And we're going to see some of that at the beginning of this letter. Um, when Paul wrote this letter, he was most likely in Rome um, awaiting his execution. Um, at some point, we, we believe he was beheaded uh, as his form of death but he was kind of getting all these letters out to all of his churches and all of his church leaders to kind of keep this gospel movement going. But it says in verse one of 2 Timothy chapter one, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the will of God in keeping with the promise, the promise of life that is in Christ Jesus to Timothy, my dear son, grace, m- grace mercy, and peace from God, the father in Christ Jesus, our Lord. I thank God whom I serve, Uh, as your ancestors did, with a clear conscience as night and day, I constantly remember you in my prayers. Recalling your tears, I long to see you so that I may be filled with joy. I am reminded of your sincere faith, which was first lived out through your grandmother, Lois, and through your mother, Eunice. And I I am persuaded also now lives in you. At the start of this letter we we see this relationship and and this is the relationship this is the design that jesus gave the apostles this is how we make disciples right it's this reproducing relationship where there's genuine relationship genuine care genuine intentionality to help someone take the next step forward and this is who we are trying to be at hill city as we looked at gifted and we looked at our our spiritual gifts like there's a reason we have them and it's to be used to to further the kingdom To further the gospel to see more disciple making activities happen Um, and that's essentially the picture we're getting here we're we're seeing paul has had all this investment into timothy and timothy is now investing in the church in ephesus and it's kind of reproducing itself over and over again it's the same that's true of us here at hill city we've been called to make disciples there's been a generation that's come before you if you're a follower of jesus that that's invested in you whether it's your parents or a spiritual parent or, or a teacher or, or a, another person that's maybe a, f- a little bit further along than you that's invested in you and helped you get to where you are with Jesus today and how you love God and love people. And now it's your call to do the same thing with those around you. And this is the model that we try to live here at Hill City. This is, this is how we believe we reproduce, taking people from spiritually dead to spiritual parents, where they're reproducing into somebody else. But let's keep going in verse 6. For this reason I remind you to fan into a flame the gift of God which is through the laying on of hands which is through which is in you through the laying on of my hands for the spirit God gave us does not make us timid but gives us power love and self-discipline so do not be ashamed of the testimony about the Lord about our Lord or about his about me his prisoner rather join with me in suffering for the gospel by the power Of God. See, Paul learned something about life that that we see here, and it's something we can apply to our lives today. Is this power of God and where it comes from. It comes from Christ, it comes from his sacrifice, his death, and his resurrection. But what Paul learned in his life journey with Jesus was suffering for Jesus was a good thing. And now we don't suffer in the same way that Paul's suffering today. But but there is a part of our lives that we choose to give up what we want for what God wants. And this was Paul's life. We saw it over and over and over again. That isn't isn't what I get out of this life or how this life can be better for me or how I can make more money or I can get more clout or I can whatever. It's about what I can do for the kingdom and what I can do for Jesus. And he found this purpose and this meaning and this impact in the midst of, of that understanding. It's the same thing we can apply to our lives today. So we we should be leaving this legacy of disciple making behind us, regardless of of the stresses of life, regardless of how hard it gets or how dangerous life may get. We We can take Paul's advice here and learn from him and trust Jesus in the midst of it, regardless of what's going on. Keep taking steps of faith Regardless of what life is throwing at me or how it feels, Paul was in the midst of sitting in prison, under house arrest, waiting for his execution, still trying to live the kingdom of God, still trying to impact those that he's come across, still trying to make a difference with his life. And the reality is, very few, if any of us, are ever going to be sitting in that same place. What's our excuse? What's well, our excuse to be investing in the kingdom in this way? Work was too hard, I'm too tired. Like these excuses, they just they just don't line up. Like you're always gonna have something that's gonna be difficult. Life is always never gonna turn out how you hope. The enemy's out there to kill, steal, and destroy you. That's his goal. It's going to happen to you at times. But do I still put my trust and my hope in Christ and in Christ alone? Do I believe that he's got me? Do I believe that he's good? Do I believe he's more powerful and he's greater than my circumstances? So I get back up and I keep going. If we want a life of impact, we want a life that's going to make a difference. This is how we find it. Jesus continues in John 10, 10. He says, I've given you life to give it to the full. Like, that's why I've come. I want you to experience everything. But oftentimes Christians, we've taken this approach where we're just trying to survive. And Jesus is like, I didn't go to the cross for you to survive. I went to the cross so you could thrive. I'm bigger than this. I'm better than this. I'm more powerful than this. You can continue the work. Watch what I can do in you and through you. Where does this power come from? This power that now exists inside of us. If we're followers of Jesus, look at verse 9. It says we have saved. He has saved us and has called us to a holy life, not because of anything uh, we have have done, but because of His own purpose and grace. This grace was given to us in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time, but in it, but it has now been revealed through the appearing of our Savior, Christ Jesus, who is who has destroyed death and has brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. How do we find this power? We find it in the gospel. We find it in the death and resurrection of Jesus. We, we find it in the fact that he created you to be with him. That's why humanity was created. He wants to know you, and he wants you to know him. He wants it to be a genuine relationship where you where you fully trust and put your faith in Christ, not just for a belief system, but for your actions and how you live this life, for the risks that you choose to take. Instead of chasing the you know, success and things that I want, I'm going to chase the things that God wants. But it's found in the gospel. We get access to this power because of Christ's death and resurrection. We get access to this power by calling him Lord. It's when the spirit intervenes in our lives and shows starts to show up and be a part of us that we get access to these things. But it's the gospel. It's the gospel that gives us this power. I think oftentimes for us, we we think the gospel was just for our salvation. I believed it in one moment of time, but the gospel's bigger than that. I get to believe and live in the gospel day in and day out. I'm still a sinner. I'm still a mess. And Jesus still went to the cross for me. And not only did he go to the cross for me, he conquered death. There's a resurrection power there that I now have access to that I didn't have access to before because of the gospel, because of what Jesus did? Do I believe it? Or am I living this life passively? Am I living this life as as if God isn't actively involved? Am I living this life as I don't have access to his power? Am I living this life and letting it beat me down or I'm trying to get above it? Paul tells us you're not of this world. You don't play by the same rules anymore. You have access to things that others don't have access to. Watch what I can do. But let's keep going in, in verse 11. And of this gospel, I was appointed a herald, and an apostle, and a teacher. That is why I am suffering as I am. Yet this is no cause for shame, because I know whom I have believed and I am convinced that he is able to guard what I have entrusted to him until that day. Let's look back at, at verse 6 and verse 7. And this is where we're going to camp uh, for this the rest of this message as we wrap up Gifted. But verse 6 and verse 7, it says this, For this reason I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God. Which is, through you, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. Fan into flame. Week one of this series, if you go back when, when it's up and get, if, give a listen, you're, you're going to try to figure out how has God gifted you? What are the gifts that he's given you? Some of us have many, some of us have few, but we're all, des- we're all designed to use these gifts for the kingdom, to see the power of God on display. But what are those gifts? And reading this, he, Paul's, Paul's asking Timothy, hey, you know, God has gifted you in such a way, but the reality is you could just sit on these gifts. You could just sit passive and let life go by. But don't do that. Fan them into a flame. Has anyone ever tried, tried to create a fire? I say it like I have. I haven't, but I've watched YouTube videos. Uh, but, but to create fire from nothing, like that, that takes some work. It takes a lot of oxygen, it takes a lot of intentionality, it takes a lot of work to make flame. It's the same thing here, this is what, what Paul's trying to tell us. We've, God has gifted you, you have the gifts inside of you, but we've got to bring these gifts out. And that takes work. If you want to fully embrace who God's called you to be, it takes some work to pull that out of you. It takes some intentionality to fan the flame, to use these gifts. But I think too many of us here in the church, we, we sit passively by. It's like we sit waiting for God to actually do something. And God's like, I've already done it. I'm waiting for you to do something. Like there, there's, there's, a, there's a truth or a reality about what Paul's saying here is you could take these gifts and you could squander them. You could live this life as, as if God isn't calling you to bigger, grander things. You could live these life and never use the gifts that God has given you. Your salvation is still secured, but you're going to look back and there's going to be regret. There's going to be, man, I had an opportunity to make a difference and I didn't take it. I didn't fan the flame. I didn't take what God has given me and and, and bring it to its fullness that God has for me. I think there's four things we want to fan the flame that, that we've got to figure out. Four things that we've got to do. First one's this. Discover your gifts. Figure out how God has gifted you. What we're going to find in a community this size is is all the gifts we need to see growth, to see kingdom impact, to see lives transformed and changed by the gospel. They're in the room. But we got to figure out what part is ours. And we can't want all the big gifts. we got to want the gifts that God has for us, the big gifts, quote unquote, the gifts that are seen. But these, are, these gifts that are unseen, these gifts of prayer, these gifts of hospitality, these are the gifts that are really going to transform a community. How has God gifted you? Come January, that's my goal. I'm setting a date. I'm telling it publicly. Culture Course 201 will go live. I know we've been talking about Culture Course 201 for a year now. But You Are Hill City is coming. And You are Hill City is all designed to discover your gifts. I had this realization this morning as I was spending time with Jesus, really beating myself up because I was like, I know Jesus, this was supposed to be done like a year ago, but it's not done yet. We have we have a lot of the structure of what We Are Hill City is supposed to be. We have a lot of you know the elements that we know that need to be in there. But I think the piece that was missing is the power that we get access to because of these gifts and because of what Jesus did on the cross. And we were going to cover those things. And I think it took this last six months to watch God's faithfulness to us. It took these last six months to watch the power of God on display in our community's lives and in our lives to collectively. To get to this place like, oh, there's, there's something bigger here. And we're going to look at that in the second part of this verse. But 201, I promise is coming. When it comes, we will announce it and let everybody know. And you can sign up. We can help you discover how God has shaped you. Second one is this. Use your gifts. We're going to fan the flame. We're going to take what God has given us and and bring it to its fullness, its its full reality. We got to start using these gifts. And you know what? When you start using these gifts, it's going to be clumsy at first. It's going to be weird. We're going to get it wrong. It's okay. It's the beauty of the gospel. We can keep failing and we can keep getting back up. But start using these gifts. If you're looking around you and there isn't currently a place to use these gifts, let's create something so you can use these gifts because these gifts matter. These gifts are where we get to see the power of God on display. We want to pull these gifts out of you, but you got to decide to use them. You can't sit passively by thinking someone else is going to take care of it because there's only one arm. There's only one eye in this church family. And if we don't have an eye and we don't have an arm, we're going to be really crippled in what what God has called us to do. You've got gifts that God has given you that need, that this community needs, not just this community, but the grander community of 80907. Second step is this, growing use of those gifts. The more you use them, the better you're going to be able to use those gifts. The better you can be able to figure them out. One of my gifts that God has given me is the gift of discernment. I have this weird ability. It's not weird. It will just say it's a God ability to walk into a situation and tell you what's wrong. I can feel it when, when there's there's lies about. I can feel it when, when someone's not telling you the full truth. I can feel it when, when, when someone needs to take the right next step. But learning how to use that gift and how to bring up those things and present those those things in that way, you got to figure that stuff out. Because I could just be blunt and mean, which I have been in the past, or I could use those gifts in the midst of relationship, in the midst of deep care, and help people take those right next steps. And as we learn to use and grow in those gifts, the last step is this. Take steps of faith to use those gifts. Take a risk. Go big. At some point, you're going to get to a place where your gifts that you have, that you're using, you've got to dream bigger. That it isn't just maybe for this one community. It's for a bigger community. Or maybe it's it's something you're absolutely terrified and fear has entered in that place and you have to face it head on what are these gifts and how are you going to use them in such a way that it, it forces you to rely on Jesus? It forces you to see his power on display.'re going to, how do we fan the, or fan into flame these gifts of God we discover them, we use them, we grow in them and we take risks with them. Verse 7For the spirit God gave us does not make us timid. It gives us, Power, love, and self-discipline. Remember, power. This is the God of the universe. This is the God that spoke creation into existence with just his words. This is the God that brought Jesus back from the dead. This is the power that now exists inside of you. This is that resurrection power. Why would I be scared or afraid of anything in this world? I wouldn't be, because God's on my side. God's with me. God's walking with me. That power is now in me. Why would I be scared? I should be able to take on the world. Even if all I have is a little water pistol, I'm taking on the gates of hell, because I'm not scared, because this is what God has given me, the power that lives inside of him or love. I don't know about you, but loving people can be hard. It, it, can, it can take your, your, you know, your greatest day right out from under you. People have that weird ability to suck life from you. But this is the love that God gives. I'm not relying on what I can do anymore. I'm relying on what God can do. You know, Paul tells us to love our enemies. That's mind-boggling. But this is that type of power. That gives me the ability to love in the midst of most heinous situations. When someone has wronged you in the worst of ways, that can tap into this love. That's the love that Christ gives us. And self-discipline. I don't know about you, but I'm not that self-disciplined of a person. But man, has Jesus done a work in my heart and in my life. That I have this ability to conquer temptation when it shows up. That I have this ability to get the work done when when he's asked me to do something. That I have this ability to keep going even when I'm tired. That's not me. That's the spirit working inside of us. But this is what we're tapping into. This is the spirit of God living inside of our lives. We we walk with this power. We walk with this love. We walk with this self-discipline that we can take these risks as we grow into who God has called us to be. We take these risks to use the gifts that he's given us to watch God's power on display. I think we haven't seen nothing yet. As a community, as a church, I think God's at work. I think God's doing something in his life. We're about to watch God change this neighborhood and change this city because a handful of people decided to stop being passive And start taking some risks and using the gifts that God has given. Let me close with this. Jesus is waiting on you to fan the flame, to fan into flame the gift he has given you. Watch what he can do. If you're sitting here right now and things are popping into your head, this is how God speaks. If you're like, I think that's what I'm supposed to do. Tell somebody. Don't keep that to yourself. Tell your community group the next time that you meet. Tell a friend in the room. Tell someone that loves Jesus and loves you in that order so they could help you get to that place. Even if it sounds ridiculous, even if it sounds impossible, if that's what God's calling you to do, don't call what He can do impossible. Because He's gotten us here. He's going to get us to the next journey. He's going to get us to the next phase. Whatever that dream may be, let me pray for you. Father God, God, we want to see your power on display. God, I blame Mike and Rachel. But we're going to we're going to suffer through it. Lord Jesus, we want to see what what you have, what is going on. We want to see what your what you have in store for us. What you have in store for for this neighborhood and what you have in store for the vision of being the place where hope lives god we want to be the place when someone hears the name hill city they're going oh yeah i like hill city that's the place hope lives i want to be known in this in this neighborhood in this community as not as hill city church but the place that hope lives god you've assembled the team you have the right people a part of our community God, whether this is a whole new journey for them or they've they've known you for a long time, God, you have a work that you want to do in them and through them. God, we want to be blown away a year from now to look back on how you've used our gifts. But God, the only way we're going to get to that place is if we choose to start using them. God, for those of us that don't know what, what you've given us, you don't know the skills and the gifts that you've placed on us, God, God, give us the courage to ask for help to figure them out. To ask our community group leaders or a friend that loves you deeply. To help us figure out how you've shaped us. And God, give us space to use those gifts. And God, if we can't have, if we can't find the space that already exists, God give us the courage to start, to find a place to use those gifts. God, you are good, you are great, you are generous and glorious. And today we give you praise and today we expect to see you move, to see your resurrection power. We pray these things in Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to the Hill City Teaching Podcast. We hope it was helpful to you to become a more devoted disciple of Jesus. More information can be found at www.hillcity.church.